Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Corey. This is Ryan. And this week we have a very special guest. No, we don't. He's not. Yeah, he's really he's, not that special. I'm just. Kidding. He's the most important man I know. We know what he is to you. <laughs> <laughs> this week I want to introduce our great dear friend uh, Nicholas Campbell. Nicholas, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Glad. <laughs> <laughs> As it's, can, a, it's an honor. As you can tell, uh, Nicholas has never been on the show before, but uh, we're going to get through this. Uh, before we get started, Nick, will you uh, lead us in a word of prayer, please? Uh, Father, we just uh, we just thank you for allowing us to gather here tonight. Father, we pray that, that your words would be spoken tonight, Father, that, that we would turn uh, we would turn to the Word of God and not our own opinions or, or what another man uh another man's opinion is father that we pray that we pray um that we would just uh just go by your word and what your word says and not and that we would lead um the people in this on this uh, show that are listening that um that we would lead them closer to you in jesus name amen. amen amen so this week um i have some great announcements um the studio is coming along quite greatly um we have all the supplies needed to finish the project. We just have one resource that we don't have enough of, and that's, of course, time. Yeah. So we, uh, Ryan and I, and, of course, maybe Nick is going to gather up this week, hopefully, to... Another month tops. Top. Yeah, that's what we keep saying. That's what we keep saying. Before it gets of course. done. Uh, of course, it is coming along, just uh, slowly but surely. Uh, so you guys, please continue to keep praying for us, and we hope to be in that studio sooner rather than later. Um, we do have... Um, all of us have just came from the encounter. Yeah. Uh, last episode we talked about um, what we were hoping that the encounter was good. And of course it was great. It was phenomenal. We got to see about 25 men's lives change. On the first night. On the first night. Yeah, this was probably one of the most open. The first uh, two days instead of the. This was definitely day. the most open and receiving bunch of men that I've seen. It was uh, awesome. Uh, we, we try to go to everyone that we can, but yeah. uh, sometimes these men are kind of. Uh, persistent in their ways, and they wait till Sunday about three o'clock before they decide that they want. It's gonna happen though. But uh, but this it's bunch, this bunch was over. definitely a lively bunch. Um, I want to keep you updated. So uh, we are officially starting the prayer wall in our studio. So uh, we're gonna keep a big board and a big wall that uh, has prayer requests and names. And we want to hear from you if you have prayer requests, if you have people that you want to pray for, or unspoken prayers. Please send us an email at the unqualified commission at gmail.com. Uh, we want to hear your prayers, and we definitely want to be praying for you. And uh, this ministry is not one of those that we send praying hands out, and we just leave it at that. We definitely get down and we pray. Uh, but this week, we are kind of continuing in our uh, series. We've kind of touched base on um, what friends you should have, what you should partake in, what you should... Uh, you know how you should hear from God what salvation looks like now we're going to kind of continue down that path it's not really a series but uh, kind of finishing in uh, filling in some of the the holes the gaps right right so this week we are talking about how to influence your friends and uh, that's the official topic but I guess the kind of the flip side of that is when is it time to stop influencing your friends my first question though how do you get friends what are what are friends (laughs) Friends, <laughs> noun. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. Question mark. Yeah, is that is that a noun? Um, yeah, I mean, friends are, is kind of a loose term um, because 
sometimes I believe that you can be influenced by people that you have no control over, that you even, you're not even claiming them as friends, but uh, you're guilty by association. You're around them. You're around them, right? And uh, as we all know, who you hang out with is who you're going to become. But uh, Bible study Monday night, we we touched on this. Um, it talked about it. And we do. We we need to be around non-Christians. And we need to have non-Christian friends, but we need to have our guards up around them. I mean, Jesus in, invited people over for... Uh, I may be getting this wrong. It was... I may be misquoting it. <clears throat> but he hung around people at like a dinner party back in the Bible somewhere. I don't know where it was at. So don't don't quote me on this. It, it's in there. <laughs> Is that the Rod International Version? That, that, that was when... Um... When he called, when he called Matthew to follow him, uh, Matthew the tax collector. That's when he yeah, called him to yeah. follow him. Um, it, it was uh, tax collectors um, that were at that table. Tax collectors, uh, women, uh, just other men in, in the in the community who weren't necessarily, you know, uh, great people to hang around with. And mm-hmm. the Pharisees, um, the Pharisees had saw this. And, uh, they called him out on it. They were like, "You hang out with tax collectors and sinners, but claim to be the son of God." And then he said, uh, "The sick people need a doctor, basically." Right, right. But you realize he had other Christians around him at that time. He mm-hmm. he wasn't around non Christians by himself, and that that wasn't his only friend group. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He had his yeah. solid foundation around him to hold him accountable in that area. So I think that's the key to success here. Is I think you said it right there. Yeah. He had other Christians around him, holding them, him accountable, holding accountability yeah, yeah. partners. Um, because see, I think where we miss the the teaching here is, I think a lot of people try to face the world alone, and you can't and, do that. You and can't. you can't do that. Uh-uh. And so you know, there's power in unity, right? So yeah, um, where to work as one as the body of Christ, one finger can't function on its own. Right. right, so you know how peer pressure works, right? Yeah. So, um, so the opposite of peer pressure is called positive reinforcement. Uh-huh. Um, so that's where you're talking about where you have those friends who are unified and doing the right thing, right? So how easy is it that when you get in a crowd and everybody says, do this, do this, drink, 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 or do drugs, or do this, how easy, if it's you're the, you're the only person who's not willing to do it, how easy is it to turn very, you know, so yeah. that's where that uh, positive reinforcement comes in that you have to have you know a body that says no you know what we're standing together and we're not going to partake in this yeah um, but we do we need to be out there i mean uh healed people don't need doctors you know what I'm right. saying? The, right. the, the healed don't go to the hospital yeah yeah and the church is the icu for the christians right so and we are money that really opened my eyes to that but but it is a when we kind of go, you ask the question, what is a friend? Well, I think a friend is someone who you have shared an experience with that you can share the experience in a very similar light. Um, and I think sometimes you can just be, you know, just a regular friend. And then there's, I think there's layers of friendship, right? And I think the more things that you share in common and then the more experiences that you have in common, I think that's the closer you get you know, and I, I will admit to this day that I have friends that are as close or closer to me than my biological brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think friendship can get to that point, especially when you uh, really on the same page and you're working towards the same goals. And uh, 
I kind of want to use this analogy, but I'm not saying that like, <clears throat> men should marry men, but I'm saying like, you know, how as, as a spouse and a husband, they become one flesh, right? But yeah. I think instead of becoming one flesh, I think friends become on one wavelength, right? That they're in so much unity that they can think some of the same thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I've heard stories where, um, I've heard stories with siblings, of course, like this, but I've heard stories where a friend can know the pain of the friend that they're facing and the temptations that they're facing just because they are so close, so so closely knitted together. Yeah. <clears throat> but I also think that uh, perception is reality. And what I mean by that is if someone perceives you to be friends, perception is reality. So if someone, if you are hanging around a crowd and you're the only light in the room in a room full of darkness, uh, people are going to associate, if your light is not very bright, you, people are going to associate you with that darkness. You know, so I agree 100% that we have to be out there and we have to um, befriend the lost, right? Yeah. But I also think that there is a time that when you have tried to minister to these so-called friends, right, and they don't want to change their ways, the Bible says to shake the dust off your feet, you know? Shake the dust off your but feet. But that doesn't mean give up on them. You can't be giving up on them. I mean, I'm not saying give up on them, but I'm saying love them from a distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, our pastor shares this story, and I love this story, but he says, everyone needs love, right? And he says, some people are a porcupine, and some people are a teddy bear. Everyone needs love, but you can't just go up to a porcupine and give it a big old hug. You're going to get pricked. And there's a lot of people in this world who are porcupines. They still need love, but you have to love them a certain kind of way. From a know? distance. And um, if you know anything about porcupines, you have to gain their trust before they'll even let you feed them. You know, there, there's, a, there's a whole spill of gaining a porcupine's trust. And I think that's a lot of, in today's walk, we have to gain trust. And I, and I think you gain someone's trust by being not only truthful, but being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Showing your weaknesses and put, showing put yourself out there in the open. Yes, right, them. right. Yeah. But also, I I want to say be wary of this because some people mistake um, kindness for weakness, right? So you don't want somebody to pounce on you when you're weak, right? But so I'm gonna say show your weaknesses, but show them in a controlled <clears throat> environment, right? So little by little, them. portion by portion, right? So Ryan, I want you to kind of walk us through. Um, you and Nick are pretty good friends, I would say. And I want you to kind of walk me through um, that relationship, kind of how it started, how it kindled, and what happened along the way. And We got some stories. Yeah, and I, I'd definitely like to hear those stories. Yeah. So, <laughs> several of them. Um, so, You're going to have to forgive me. My nose is pretty crazy right now. That silly pollen. I know that pollen. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's, just it's, everywhere. Everywhere. it's all over my car People's right noses. now. It's everything. But, uh, so were you and Nick always friends? You know, honestly, we became friends like early high school, but I didn't see him as a friend until like later. <laughs> he always hung around me, but I didn't see him as a friend in, in early high school. So Nick, were you, uh, just trying to associate with him or did he have something that you desired or were you just trying to be friendly? Well, um, <clears throat> you know, me and Ryan, um, we, all, we, we always had the same friend group. And so, you know, it, it, it first started out just, you know, uh, we... Uh, it was you and Sam at first. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, in high schools, you know, they have cliques. 
you know, me and Ryan were in the same clique, you know. But, um, so yeah, it was just like an association thing, uh, starting out. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, just is association thing starting out. Uh, then later on, um, you know, it, we, we both hung it, around Sam a lot, and Sam kind of brought us together right. as friends. Yeah, yeah. And it was like the break table in the morning before school started. I remember you sitting by me sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, when I was a kid, of course I had friends. Um, of course I had my good friends, my distant friends, you know. But I remember uh, <coughs> Power Rangers was something that really brought us close. You know, like our similar interest in Power Rangers. <laughs> of course, I'm showing my age, right? But uh, I watched Power Rangers too as uh, a young kid. Uh, as a yeah, course, uh, yeah. of course, that's pretty secular nowadays, but. Uh, our love for Power Rangers was what initially kind of kindled the fire, you know, to become friends. So what was you guys' initial, I guess, uh, draw to each other or interest? I know you said you had similar friends or you had similar acquaintances, but what was the initial kindling that kind of drew you guys together? Honestly, I have no idea. Um, the first, so I'll start, I'll, I'll just I'll just say like the first memory I, I had of Ryan because it's just kind of you know popped up in my head a minute ago first memory I have of Ryan is um see Ryan is really smart and I'm really not so <laughs> Nick is smart um, at something Ryan was on like a smart people sky zone trip oh my goodness and so Ryan uh, thinks he's like I can do a backflip <laughs> Ryan cannot do a backflip Ryan cannot do a backflip Ryan, the hard Ryan, Ryan broke his knee fractured to, straight down the middle trying to do a backflip so yeah. ryan comes back to school you know he's in a wheelchair first memory i have of ryan he's being pushed around in a wheelchair by, by vital toro by vital toro yes so that's the first memory i have of ryan but the first first time me and him hung out together you know just me and him um we went fishing at his house uh i think you invited me i think so yeah yeah you invited me to go fishing and then like after we got done doing that um we played Xbox, so that was that was the the beginning of of what is now a really close friendship. See, I knew um, everyone kind of. I'm not gonna say everyone, but there is people in this world who say the Bible happened 2,000 years ago, and it doesn't really relate to people's lives today. Uh-huh. I, I really, I don't, I I do not agree with that, because God knew Peter was a very kindred spirit to Corey, because Peter was a fisherman, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And uh, I could probably ask any of you men like fishing. I'll probably hear ruh, ruh, ruh. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere yeah. in our board is deep. We like to fish, right? So, oh, yeah. um, so I do like fishing as well. But uh, you know what I loved about Peter is Peter not only was a fisherman, but he had open mouth insert foot syndrome, and very much so. If he, I could, I could promise you. Ron and Nick will attest that Corey sometimes has open mouth insert foot syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. I really like that fishing was kind of the first thing that brought you guys together because I, I really think that that's uh, I think God can use a simple thing like fishing and I think he can put somebody in your life that enjoys the same thing and your relationship can blossom and flourish just from a simple activity or hobby that you like together so uh, as my understanding as the story goes, and of course this is not my story to go tell, uh-huh. but uh, as the story goes, my understanding is you guys were really friends, and then you were estranged, and then you yes. were really friends again. So, 
what uh, what in your life kind of made you guys estranged? What was the thing that kind of took you guys apart? So I, I know you guys a, have a testimony. This is a funny story. Okay, well let's hear that story. It was story. something stupid that I took very petty. <laughs> okay, so Nick, you start off with, well, who who is your relationship, Nick? Because it, it started with me. Yeah, it started with me. It started with. Me <laughs> So, we, we don't have to go into detail what happened, because so that's not our business to I tell. was, I, I dated this girl, and a really awesome girl, still is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we were dating. We dated for, we dated for a year, <clears throat> about a year and a half-ish, uh, give or take a couple months. Um, so, we were dating, and then, you know, we broke up because of uh, mistakes, on both of our parts, um, so we broke up because you know we were we uh, we went against uh, the Bible. The Bible. The we, Bible. We went against the Bible. Um, you know, read between the lines. Um, well, so I don't want to read between the lines. I want to. If there's someone struggling out here with this, okay, I, yeah. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Yeah. So I'm assuming that you, uh, when you say read between the lines, I'm assuming that you. Uh, Practice sexual activity yes. before marriage. Yes, yes. so fornication, so, yes. right? So, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, definitely. Uh, and I'm not um, trying to call them out. Again, we're not trying to cast stones, but I really want to, yeah. you know, get the if someone's struggling with the same thing. Uh, obviously, yeah. Nick and Ryan have been drawn, brought together again. But so, yeah. Um, to continue with the story, but sorry. Yes, yes, we uh, we were living um, in fornication. We were we were sleeping together. Um, and and what I would say, um. To anybody who may be struggling with that is uh, obviously um, don't know there's and know that there there's no condemnation in my words that I'm saying. Um, only love for for the for the viewers um, because I know where it leads and it, um, it's not a good place to be. Um, so yeah, I would I would uh, urge you to uh, study what the Word of God says about it. Um, and to turn away from that, flee from it. Don't just turn flee. away. Flee. Yeah, flee. Um, and the Bible says to flee uh, the appearance of evil. So anything that is even appears to be evil, flee from that. And so this is where I want to kind of, you know, this is where uh, again I want to remind our audience we are not perfect, right? So, no, we all have um, we all have a, all right. sinned and fallen short of glory <laughs> to God. So this is not a casting stones episode. This is not a judgment. We're we're just trying to point out that some of the mistakes that we made in our life. And yeah. that God brought us through it. Um, so, like he said, uh, obviously, as you as you can tell by the story, that action helped destroy the friendship that you and Ryan had. Later yes. on, it was yes. several years later. Yes. But. So continue on with the. Uh. So yeah, the like Corey was just saying, you know, the actions that um actions on my part um actions on my part were uh were what initially uh broke up that relationship that me and her had and then so um and this is where I'll turn it over to Ryan. Okay. Um how many years later was that, Nick? Um it wasn't years. It was No, nah, cuz y- 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 it was months. It was months after we broke up, y'all y'all started talking. Uh-uh. <laughs> yes. no, y'all broke up like as you guys could hear this is a point of contention but, <laughs> no it's uh, not contention uh, they have since okay. moved forward and, yeah uh, of course 
There, there is obviously a timeline of between whether, months. I'm trying to, I'm trying whether, to it come was, whether it was <laughs> months or years, <laughs> yeah, I it doesn't it was, matter. It was a, it was a period of time. It was a time, period of time. Period of time. Eventually, I got with the same girl. Yes. And I thought Nick was going to beat me up because I wanted to date her. And I invited a buddy of mine to school that morning. I was going to ask her out. Because Nick rode with me to school. Did you ride me to school I that day? I did ride with you to school that day. <laughs> I asked one of our other buddies, Sam, to to meet us there early before school so I could ask Nick for permission before I asked the girl out. And then Nick just it was chill about it. So Yeah, no, I didn't care one bit, one little bit. So <laughs> the, the funny thing is they both got kind of worked up over something that was very simple, right? Uh, and that the... Yeah. Uh, that the enemy kind of construed in both of your heads that mm-hmm. you were... It was just fear. Yeah. Yours was fear, but yours was like, he better not do it, right? But <laughs> <laughs> No, like, Which I, you, I, I didn't, didn't care. didn't care at all. I, I thought care. he cared, but he didn't care. I didn't care if he did it or not. Um. And, well, okay. So, we dated for like nine months. But in that period of nine months, somewhere in there, Nick and I lost our friendship due to... I don't know how to word it without letting without saying it. Um, actions that happened in the past. I'll just say that, and I held it against Nick because what happened, Nick? I I did. It was something that I did to her that that was wrong. Um, and he lied to me about it. That's I, that's I what I needed to, to say. Okay. It. Yes. I, it was a. It was. It was basically just a lie. Yeah, it was it was the lie. It wasn't the act. It was the lie. Yeah. He lied about it. And I got mad, and so I quit hanging around him. <laughs> and he had, and I'll just say he had every right to be mad. Oh no, it don't matter anymore. I'm just, I'm just saying you, you had the right to be mad yeah. because not also because of the lie you had the right to be mad, but because of what I did, you had the right to be mad as well because that was wrong. Okay, so. Um, Forgive me, and I'm not trying to bring up the the past or anything, but um, I don't want to just kind of leave cliffhangers here. So I want to kind of tell as much as you can without That's obviously right. exposing someone. So yeah. So when when you uh, so when you lied, did you believe that you were protecting yourself, or were you protecting her, or what was the reason that you <clears throat> you went to the lie? Uh, no, I was just a liar. Okay. That's, that, was, that was the thing. No, I, ju- I just was a liar. I just lied. Just told me lying. Okay. And like you know. I said, I'm not trying to open up an old wound here. Yeah. Not, you yeah. know, but I'm, again, I, I'm, I know for a fact, and this is how the enemy gets you. The enemy will try to deceive you and tell you, you're the only one who thinks like this, right? You're the uh-huh. only person who deals with these problems. You're the only person who lies. You're the only person who... Any of these things. Well, right? you know, if you turn around, you see a whole room full of people. Well, there's a whole room it. of people, right? And uh, and I know, and I know, uh, some of our audience members, women um, troubles and friendship troubles is more common than than the enemy would allow you to think. Mm-hmm. And what I, I kind of want to really touch base is, um, Nick and Ryan are one of the closest friends I now know, um, but this point in their life they they chose to separate friendship because of choices they each had a choice yeah and i'm not saying um ryan was justified or not justified i'm not saying nick no we were, we were both wrong you know? and see and the, and the uh, truth of the yeah. matter is that's probably the statistical if i had to do a statistical analysis i would probably say 
and most times in unforgiveness and grudges, both parties have some crow to eat. <laughs> some crow that's to a whole is, Yeah, that's an inside <laughs> joke. But uh, they have to eat some humble pie. And that's where the scripture talks about, you know, um, don't go to bed. Don't let the sun yeah, set with, on, your with, anger. on your anger, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, if you go to bed and you just let that fester up and you just let that get infected. You don't let the enemy have a foothold in your life. Right, uh, right. And, you know, as, as we always hear, unforgiveness is the poison that you drink hoping the other person uh-huh. dies, right? Yeah. So, And if you guys know my testimony, of course, unforgiveness was a huge part of my, of my testimony. And see, um, what I want to kind of understand is all these things go hand in hand. So whether it's salvation, whether it's unforgiveness, whether it's, um, you know, whatever it is, the tools that the enemy uses. The, the enemy uses these blocks, these stumbling blocks, to split and divide friends. Yeah. And split and divide. Not, not, not just friends, but like communities and, and split, churches. Yeah, because if we're unified, right, we, we, have, a, we have an army of, of, of God, right? So, yeah. So, can I continue on your story? So, obviously, you were upset that he lied to you, yeah. maybe justifiably. And but I don't uh, know what, at one point in time this was, but we quit hanging out. I don't know how we quit hanging out. I don't know if I just cut him off or what. I can't remember. Do you remember? Um. So, so what? Uh, I was avoiding you, too. I was avoiding you in public on purpose. So, what? I don't what, remember that. What really killed the, um, the hanging out part was, um, so, it was... It was one night, I think it was after some parade they had in Belmont. And I had, me and another one of our buddies, another one of mine and Ryan's buddies, um, me and him were hanging out. And I found out that um, Ryan and and the girl, um, we'll call her Beth. um, Beth. So they were hanging out. And then Sam, the buddy that we were talking about earlier, yeah. Him and his girlfriend were hanging out. We'll call her uh, Samantha. Um, <laughs> Beth and Samantha. We'll call we'll call them Beth and Samantha. So they were hanging out, and they were at this um, this new diner that had opened up in Belmont uh, called the DC Queen. I remember that night. And uh, so me and me and uh, the one buddy, his name is Grady. Um, me and him, we pulled up, and we walked in, and we sat down, and they were like, uh, "Leave. We don't want you here." And uh, that like uh, hurt. So uh, betrayal. Yeah, that, I didn't even that, realize that. I that, forgot all about that. That dude. hurt. Um, so uh, that's what killed the hanging out part, and uh, that's what caused Ryan to begin uh, avoiding me. Uh, yeah, publicly. <laughs> publicly in public. <laughs> so, I remember I, we were at Votech one one day. I saw you there because I got all the classes came into one room for some like orientation or yeah, something. Yeah. I saw you. I was like, "Oof, I gotta go." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So strife, unforgiveness, betrayal. No, most definitely. Yeah, I didn't even know, but I forgot all about that. I'm sorry. All those things <laughs> um, ended up dividing your friendship. Yeah. So, what was the event in your life that rekindled your friendship? Okay, so one night, Samuel, Samuel Derricott. Some of y'all may know Samuel Derricott. He was at my house. He was staying the night or something. And during this entire period of time, Samuel and Nick were hanging out and becoming friends, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like me and Samuel hung out um, and, you know, went fishing and stuff outside of uh, Ryan and Samuel hanging out. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Ryan or Samuel was hanging out with Ryan behind my back. Uh, <laughs> basically what was going on. 
So, yeah, that, we, me and Samuel were hanging out. Me and Samuel were real close. Uh, love Samuel to death. Yeah. Uh, it's an honor having him as a friend. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's what was going on there. And, well, Samuel was at my house one night. I remember Nick texted my stepmom, Kayla, and was like, I don't know. I miss y'all. I don't know why Ryan don't hang out with me anymore. Kayla came into my room and told me and Samuel that, I think. Or she may have called me outside. I can't remember. And then I told Samuel. And Samuel was like, you need, to, you need to talk to Nick. You need to become friends with him again. I'm like, no, I can't do that. And he said, you know, maybe this is a sign from God saying that you should do it. And I don't, did I call you? I can't remember. I don't remember. I think uh, you did. Maybe you texted me. No, you texted me. I That's texted you? Was. Yeah, you texted me. What did I say? Do you remember? I don't. Something about you're sorry or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, well, Samuel. You know, no, I remember what, what was what? now. I remember what it was. You text you text me you're like, hey, me and Samuel are going fishing in the morning. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I That's cold for I'm sorry for any of those <laughs> who are unclear. Like, <laughs> hey, brother, I'm going fishing tomorrow. That's cold for, hey, you want to come? So. Uh, so, so yeah, he invited me to go fishing. And so uh, we he comes and picks me up. And uh, another thing about me and Ryan, um, Ryan, <laughs> uh, when we were friends, like when we were friends the first time, Ryan, um, we always we always went fishing. Me, him, and Sammy, we always yeah, went all fishing. the time. All I the miss time. him. Um, so we always went fishing, and uh, like I would, I, I was, you know, this is pretty Jesus. I would cuss Ryan out like every day. <laughs> he would. Uh, and then I would the get next, so mad at him too. Dude. And then like the next day, you know, we were chill. We'd we'd go back fishing. We'd be the best the best <laughs> no, of buddies. Nothing so, ever happened. So Ryan comes and picks me up to go fishing, and you know, <clears throat> we just picked up where we left off. Like nothing ever happened. But you know that one act of Samuel being obedient and me being obedient too, it now produced a good friendship. You know, a no godly doubt. friendship. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I really want to highlight this, right? So. Obviously, the enemy was trying to get at both of you, right? Oh, yeah. Between strife, yeah. anger, betrayal, yeah. um, unforgiveness, you know, all those things, grudges, right? All those things the enemy used to try to split your friendship because I think the enemy knew that uh, both of you unified would, you know, provide a whole lot more to the world than you guys separated. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Um, no, so no, I, I uh, yeah. I'm very glad that, of course, you guys have made men's. <laughs> But uh, I want to kind of talk to the audience here for a minute. Yeah. So what we're saying is we want you to have friends. We obviously want you to have friends. We want you to have good friends. We want you to be influences to your friends. Because I want to kind of, I want to read the Word of God, what it says about heeding to bad friends, right? Uh And this is in Romans, and this is Romans chapter 1, and this is verses 32, and it says, and although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. Right. Put that in today's terms, Corey. Put that in today's terms. So today's terms, that's saying you are held accountable for your actions, not only your actions, but you're held accountable for those who you hang out with. Um. And if you're given agreement to things that your friends are doing, saying it's okay and not speaking and, the truth, and not, and the thing is, saying nothing is becoming an agreement you know, with. I'm if you, guilty of that sometimes. If you see blatant wrong things that your friends are doing, and you just sit there and you say nothing, you're going to be held accountable for that. So, 
we talked about earlier our friends being our accountability partners, right? And like you said, if it would not have been for Samuel's obedience and the light shining in a dark room, yeah, this friendship would have ended, right? This <clears throat> friendship today would not have been what it is today. And if and if you guys happen to know them, they are very strong together, but they also uh, are unified in Christ. And I, I've seen a lot of seeds be planted because of this unity. Um, and so I want to encourage you, if you're struggling with one of those friends that you haven't seen or talked to in 20 years, maybe it's time to write a letter of forgiveness. Maybe it's time to bury the hatchet. Maybe you can't it's, have unforgiveness in your heart. You can't have you know? unforgiveness. And, and, and maybe you're justified. Like we said, Ryan was justified in being angry and being, and being lied to. But the thing is, it doesn't matter if you're right or justified. It matters that you be obedient and you show you show that love first. And, you know, I, I have seen a lot of things in my life. But you, uh, you really want to know how you touch somebody's heart is you being the right. And you say, you know what, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And I want you to please forgive me for the wrongdoings I did. And you don't talk about watching a man cry. That will, <laughs> that will soften a man's heart just like that. That will help you right. in any relationship. That will help you in any relationship, right? But, two married people are two good forgivers. Yeah. Like, you know? But, uh, that's why I want to encourage you, the listeners, this week, is if you have that friend that you haven't talked to in since high school, or if you haven't had that person that, you, that you've just been holding that uh, resentment towards, maybe they stole your girlfriend, maybe they, whatever they did, it's something simple. It always is something simple. But I encourage you and I implore you, write that letter. Mm-hmm. Swallow some, some pride and write that letter. You know, to move on with the story... Um... At that time, you know, I wasn't full on for God yet, and Nick wasn't either. You know, even when we buried the hatchet and came close together, and I was, we were in church and everything, but mm-hmm. we wasn't fully living it out. Um, yeah, I was, I was very much not living it out at all, and I was letting Nick <laughs> be an influence on me. <laughs> That's you know. what all the guilty parties say. It was him. Right? It was the other guy. It wasn't me. <laughs> no, it was me too. But no, we we both had things in our life we needed to let go and to leave in the past and move on with God. But <clears throat> um, as I, as time went on, Nick and I stayed friends, and my relationship with God began to grow. You know, I began to step more into being all in than sitting on the fence and living half and half. Mm-hmm. You know, and some days I remember just thinking I'm living a double, living a double life, you know. But later on, I got more into being all in, and I remember, you know, God telling me, not the audible voice, but God speaking in my heart. You need to, because I was praying for Nick a lot at the time, because I knew he wasn't living the right kind of life. And I remember God speaking to me that I need to be an influence on Nick. I need to stay in that friendship and be an influence. So that's what I did. And over time, I saw Nick start to grow. Mm-hmm. And like, so this goes kind of full circle to the title of our of our message tonight, right? Yeah. How to influence your friends. Yeah. So that's like that was a perfect finisher of how to influence your friends, right? Because like we said, he was praying for Nick, although they had strife. So it's important to upload, uh, uplift and edify your friend group, right? It's, it's important to pray for your friends. It's important to pray for your acquaintances, mm-hmm. right? It's important to intercede on their behalf, even if you're having disresolution, you know, contention. But, uh, that is a very powerful story, and I'm really proud to hear. I guess I'm—I don't want to say proud. That sounds prideful, but I, I'm really 
glad to hear. Mm-hmm. I'm, it brings me great joy to hear that even through unforgiveness, even through strife, even through the Lord took you both through it, and you guys have developed this huge, beautiful friendship. But, uh, you know, we don't even have much in common. No, we really don't. And I know y'all. We're like two I, opposite people. I know the uh, the listeners have probably heard how much Ryan and Corey do not have in common. Uh, me and Ryan are the exact same way. Ryan likes money, and I like spending money. Uh, so <laughs> not just that. Nick is uh, country. I'm more city. Yeah, we like yeah. different kinds of music. And, yes, and, and that's the beauty of the show. Yeah. All yeah. we have is Jesus. That's <laughs> that's, that's yes. That's and no I was going to say Jesus is a really good unifier, right? So. No doubt. Um, yeah. It's amazing how this show can bring three totally different personalities together and be on the same page, mm-hmm. saying the same things, right? So, yes. um, I'm really happy to see, again, that this, this friendship has blossomed. And Nick, it has been an absolute honor and privilege to have you on this show. And, right, you know, and even through my and Nick's friendship, we were able to affect people around us. No doubt. Yeah, big yeah. time. Just and like create you were a Create a christian community you know mm-hmm. of friends yeah um, it's crazy there's a there's a scripture um that that i had on on my heart um before we started um this scripture is uh, generally generally talks about marriage um but i feel like it can apply here yeah um it's matthew nineteen six. it says so they are no longer two but one god has joined them together so no one should separate them mm-hmm. um I feel like um, I definitely feel that uh, way before me and Ryan were even thought of in our in our mother's womb, God had this destined us to be friends, to be um, a powerful friendship um, in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's awesome to know that when you plant yourself in a godly friendship or godly community that you have that group of people that always has your back no matter what you know you're not walking through life alone you're walking through life with people and that's what god puts people in your life for you know right because you need people to lift you up at all times yeah well we want to hear from you if you have success stories of this week where you decide to bury the hatchet we want to hear about it let us know how it goes let us know how it goes and like i said it's not it may not be perfect at first there, there obviously may be years and years of hurt that you have to walk through. Mm-hmm. But I promise you, if you decide to be obedient and bury the hatchet, you will come out a stronger person than if you would have held on to that unforgiveness. So, so again, we're, uh, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your prayer request. We want to hear your ideas, your beliefs, your thoughts, your success stories. Your not so successful stories, you know. Tell us what what happened in in your life that was, you know, you tried this, you tried this, and maybe it wasn't so successful. We learn from each other. That's still a testimony. That's still a testimony, right? So, um, any of those things, we would love to hear. So, email us at the Unqualified Commission at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, this show has definitely brought me a lot of joy. Yeah, um, I'm very happy to see um, this podcast not only growing. But the people around us growing and growing in the spirit, you know. But this has been Corey. Ryan. Nick. And this is the Unqualified Commission Podcast. We'll see you next time.